I want to learn. I want to learn a little bit about Nick real quick for a second. This time. Yeah, Nick's story is insane. Um, yeah, you're you know, like <laughs> keep an eye on the clock. <laughs> Nick likes to talk. He's a good communicator. So just so you guys know, his studio, Vermilion Code, give him the quick 10-second why it's Vermilion Code has a relation to this topic of sorts. Absolutely. So Vermilion is the lining on your lips, that like discoloration that mm -hmm. kind of separates the color of your lips from your face. Code. Have a set of guidelines that you use to speak by. And and so Vermilion Code, the line of Vermilion, the Vermilion Code, what we say actually matters. We can take our words, we can change hearts, we can evangelize, we can discourage people, we can destroy people, we can break them down. We do so much with the value of our words. Mm. And your so industry true. is in sound, exactly. right? It's some video stuff too, you do video too, but music, sound. So it's very fitting, it's, a, it's appropriate, but your story too, but you were in the midst of the music industry where a lot of stuff coming out of people's mouths is not good. Exactly. Right? And you saw the impact that had on people, right? Absolutely. We talked about that on the phone briefly last night. So I, I think that's a fun, not, we're, not, we're not trying to rip on those people or like condemn them, but, no, no. but I mean, use that, real that life. That is the topic of today is what, exactly. what comes out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, Nick, if you, then what goes in? I mean, yeah, give the guys a quick, yeah, who are you? What's your background? Like your story. All right. Why so why we were sitting here. Yeah, I'm a drummer, a producer, and a dad, a husband. Um, Amazingly still. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's been a wild ride. I had a, a big moment that kind of brought me here, and mm -hmm. that was in uh, 2011, a band we were producing. We were in Las Vegas, the House of Blues, and they just kind of uh, announced on stage that the Bible was false, God wasn't real, and wow. and the crowd just roared and cheered. And that was the moment that I realized, like, what we say matters, because it wasn't mm -hmm. that moment. It was all of the moments beforehand that I remembered what we had slowly been introducing to this culture hmm. to get to that point of roaring applause wow. for something that we that just breaks. So it was like a, a slow numbing effect, which led all the way to that. Absolutely, right? it's like the boiling frog yeah. story, right? Where if you throw a frog in that, yeah, we all know it. Yeah, that was kind of the birth of this whole project. And it, it took years to, to get here. I didn't play my last secular show or do my last secular project until 2017. Mm. And so, you know, it was, I'm fortunate enough as a musician where I get booked about 18 months in advance. Mm -hmm. But that just means that when you make a decision, you don't see the impacts of it or the changes for a year and a half. Wow. Just, that's intense. Just kind of, uh, you we know, spend a whole podcast on that alone. Yeah. <laughs> but you've, I mean, you've yeah. had, like, I love saying your wife is a DJ professionally, right? Yes. And yeah. her DJ name was given to her by, Busta Rhymes, was yep, it? Yep, yep. She's one of the only females a part of the Flip Mode squad. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's <laughs> her little crew. And, uh, it, yeah. Like, what kind of DJ? Amazing. Like, mixing music DJ or, like, DJs for parties? That's where her passion is. Is parties. Is definitely parties, because we got into this through event production. Okay. And our relationship with Busta Rhymes came about by hiring him for events because we booked celebrities huh. uh, through our studio. And they just kind of uh, adopted her and started calling her Queen C. And then she was always curating all of the music for various events. It just kind of grew from there. And Queen she became C. DJ Queen C. And now she's, uh, you know, top DJ in 18 cities across the United States right now. And Wait, seriously. <laughs> but is she, so she is number 18? No, no, she's number one in 18 number cities. One the in 18 number one cities. event DJ act in 18 cities. <laughs> really, that change of heart. Yeah. It was like, if we're going to leave this, this family-destroying, this God-destroying relationship mentality, mm. um, we need to have these core values that we start doing things by. We were able to say, all right, well, we don't want to degrade women. 
We don't want to glorify violence. We don't want to glorify drug use. We don't want to talk bad about any religion whatsoever because it's going to be really hard for me to evangelize my religion when I'm surrounded by people who are religion bashing. Mm. And so creating these core rules kind of brought in a lot more sporting events, 5K runs, volleyball tournaments, and, and that's where producing those events just kind of became, uh, it just kind of grew. And, and then before we knew it, we had people asking, hey, well, do you do weddings? We're <laughs> like, yeah, we'll do a wedding. And so uh, that's really how we keep our family-friendly events going on and what we're doing now. But you have, um, you've had people in your house in Denver here that are famous artists to where you've had to call the police because you had crowds gathering outside your house. Th- this, these are fun stories. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, like crazy uh, stuff, right? <laughs> like, yeah, and you know, it wasn't, it, it sounds so much more dramatic when you say it in a microphone <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear the audio when really it's just like more like a couple crazies that won't go away. So mostly <laughs> weddings now? Is that, uh, that's what you're doing? No, no, that's just, no. yeah. That's just something on the side. Yeah, yeah we do uh, about 150 events a year. The dream job is for them to be all Catholic events. What I like to do is just raise money for our Catholic schools, for our archdiocese, for the Knights of Columbus, Catholic Daughters. So like charity events. Yeah, Sorry, I'm exactly. ju- I'm getting super practical in my head right now yeah. because I want you to start doing more events that I know yeah, about. No and like the Focus Conference, how do we plug you in to see? That's like, yeah, again, this, this is like fan takeover of this show. <laughs> you guys have no idea what you said. But Nick, Nick, you've also... You also still work with artists, like yeah. do music production, and you've yep. had guys that have major been on major labels that want to come do something a little different, and they can't use their their stage name. They can't do yeah, right? and like you just right. help them do something because they might actually be a Christian themselves or or exactly. want to do something family friendly, but they can't on the big labels because they've given their soul away in some not. Not literally, but they've given so much of their power away. So they have to come use a different name and like you help them and exactly, do some stuff. It's exactly. It's just like being a pro wrestler. You know, the, the corporations, they own your name. They own your character. So when you want to do something different, you got to you got to find a new name, new identity. Wow. And so how, how, do, how do we meet? How do we meet them? These stories need to be told. Right. So how do we how do we get them plugged in to focus where we have an audience of tens of thousands of young people who are inspired by stories like this and want to change their lives when they hear these stories? Well, it's a it's a combination of getting the right artist for that particular audience. Um, you know, how many of them are going to know who Steppenwolf is? They've all heard Magic Carpet, right? But do they know uh, Steppenwolf? I hope and they've heard Magic Carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so getting the right artist, but then also that artist is going to be taking a risk themselves. By, by exposing? By exposing that whole part of them. Sure. And so they're going to look at that and go, ooh, right. what, what kind of trade is this? Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a, a financial trade. And, and then where is their spiritual maturity? At that, mm. you know, our uh, Protestant brothers and sisters, they, uh, I, and I've been with them, you know, they pray morning, they but still live by their own rules. Mm. And to them, that's okay. Mm. There isn't that one governing mm. magisterium of, of it all. And so getting them to, you know, say, hey, well, you should break away from this. Um, that's, that's a whole other topic for them. So that would narrow it down. Because right now, the people that we're working with are, some of them are using their own, their own names coming out uh you know gerald hopkins uh he was on one of my tracks but he's one of the writers for uh tipsy jay kwan uh nelly's air force ones but doesn't go by his stage name that all the groups know him by he's we're just he's just going by his legal name gerald Mm. hopkins Hmm. it's not a cool stage name yeah not a cool stage name but you know it he's 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 fun to have around 
uh, and and there's so many others like it. So cool. I think this is super. This actually reminds me of the episode we did on magnanimity because you are in mm-hmm. a very unique position that that you have people of influence and affluence who you're kind of you know you're you're doing deals with you've got relationships with i just a couple months ago was out in washington dc doing an expansion visit for our focus parish missionaries and we were at this parish we saw a number of limousines and and people were were getting dri- drove to this church and the pastor was like yeah that guy clerks for so and so this is this is a he's on the staff of pelosi or cuz it's oh, in, in sure. the heart of dc, DC yeah. and i was just i was struck by these people they're they're almost kind of in hiding like their their faith because they're going to get you know for lack of a better term crucified in the media if oh, their yeah. faith comes out but they, there is an, an active and alive faith there and nick with the work that you're doing i'm it just it seems very similar that in this industry that tends to be very anti-God, there are, there's a lot of leaven. There's a lot of people like you who have relationships with Jesus. And I just, it gives me a lot of excitement of like, man, whether it's DC, whether it's the music industry, what if these people started to wake up Hollywood, and realize, yeah, yeah that there's, there's actually a, gr- a growing number of us disciples of Jesus in these industries. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You know, and it, it's just really looked at, unfortunately, from our perspective, as uh, another nine to five job. I mean, it's a cool job, but it's still a job. You just leave your politics, your religion, your sports, you leave them at home mm-hmm. and you clock in, you work for them now. And that's, you know, being a musician is no different sometimes. Mm. Nick, yeah. what's one of the things that in your music career, your younger years, well, you're still, I know you're still drumming, but when you you toured and stuff, right? Like you mm-hmm. were, what was kind of like the height of this, your secular music career, if that makes sense, just to give these guys a sense of kind of where you've been. I think uh, seeing fans with you tattooed on them is a... Is a your face is tattooed on somebody? No, my logo and autographs. Uh, so that that that's a whole other thing. Um, wanting to just be debaucherous, things like that, just being out in public. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, hey, we're eating sushi, but, you know, I'm going to roll up a big fatty right here at a sushi bar. And then they ask everybody else to leave. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, so it's so there's is more like moments, little moments, because your success uh, comes in waves. You know, you work with a bunch of no names, and you're just out networking, and then eventually somebody hires you for a big project, and now you get to drop a name. Now we're doing you know Eva Longoria's stage show, and then you'll work for another dozen no names before the next big name comes out, and so the the success height comes in waves, and you'll be successful today, not be successful tomorrow. But there's these moments that stick out. Uh, working with Make-A-Wish Foundation, that was, that was huge. We had a 21-year-old with uh, MS who wanted to uh, ride on one of our drum sets because we turned a, a golf cart into a drum set. <laughs> then he awesome. got sponsored by MTX, Lamborghini, a whole bunch of others. Uh, Prince has played on it. His drummer, uh, Madonna, Bensfold 5, uh, Adrian uh, from No Doubt, uh, a whole bunch of other people. But it was this mm. this kid's dream. And uh, we were in Anaheim at the Grove playing a show. And uh, he was presented with his own drum set uh, doing that. And then the Angels had won. So their halo above the stadium lights up whenever they win. And so we went and we did a ride around the stadium on the drum set. and But we made it a whole experience for him. So there's these little moments that... Yeah, I just and and you walked pretty much walked away from all of that when you wanted to recommit your life to Christ. Yeah, that moment when you saw the sta- when you're at the, next to the stage, the band you mentioned it's kind of mocking scripture, faith. And that was a big turning point, and you really walked away from a ton financially, professionally. Right? I mean, yeah, like, I used to be make, rich. 
<laughs> like yeah you used to be you used to i've heard you talk about that you used to be very wealthy and maybe one day you'll get there again you know you're a smart guy you're, you got some cool business concepts in your mind but you walked away from a lot that was a big sacrifice for christ for the gospel yeah you know it it's it's more than worth it all i'm, I'm shaving time off of purgatory like one splinter <laughs> at a time like a woodworker <laughs> with the damage that i've caused so right now we're just <laughs> one, one thing nick does also do which might be a surprise is he's a master of beef jerky really interesting and it is delicious it's next level talk about level it up we should. I've tried I mean, all I'm, three of your flavors. Let's yeah, let's, let's plug, plug it. it. I'm pl- I'm happy to plug. What's the Etsy shop? Yeah, it's so it's uh, drummer snacks, but it's just triple kick. So you can Google me, triple kick the drummer, triple kick uh, Nick, triple kick Smitley. All my social media sites. I'm on Instagram. I do run that one myself. Everything else is just like copy and paste from that. Triple underscore kick, and then you'll find links to everything. You'll like my music, my websites, all that stuff. But the the, the snacks, drummer snacks. <laughs> well, you got a you got an MBA from Stanford, right? I wish, but no, I'm not that cool. It's just like so a professional you still got certification you got from Stanford. Stanford. And uh, was it like supposed to be a joke? Because they sent me a rejection letter <laughs> that I wasn't accepted, and so then I applied to Harvard and went there for communications, and then reapplied to Stanford as kind of a burn. We well, have a degree that from Harvard. Awesome. No, another professional certification. You got certifications from Harvard and Stanford. Well, anyways, point is, Nick's a, Nick's a sharp guy and realized... <laughs> I've never met anyone like you. Really? I love this. No, no one has. No, nor will you ever again. But I love life. You know how you have merch tables, whatever, yeah. when you're yeah. a musician, right? So Nick's like, everyone's hungry. I'm going to sell beef jerky. <laughs> Yeah, on my merch table, like it's a brilliant freaking idea. Yeah, you yeah, know, I was like, I just, I don't need to, you know. So do you make it? Or yeah, you I, actually make it. I make it package myself. It, yep, send yeah. it. He actually That's got to keep hilarious. his. He has three studios: one in California, yeah. Vegas, and here in Denver. Yep. He got during COVID shutdown. He was in essential business. Because he sold beef jerky, <laughs> so he was able to stay open. Yes, that—that's how oh this God. thing that came about. Remarkable. Yeah, I'm, I'm super inspired by you, man. I, I, you know, I love seeing God and His face in people like you with stories like you. I can relate to it. I was a mess in college and did a lot of stupid stuff, um, but I just love seeing God's mercy in people like you. So I appreciate. Oh, we need it. Who you are, and I appreciate you being bold enough to share your story. <laughs>